Okay, so we've got a really special guest today. I'm mm-hmm. kind of excited. Um, uh, my new, I won't say friend. It's too new to call you my friend, but I hope <laughs> that, you know, I see it going there. Yeah, you can say um, friend. All right. Well, I, out of respect for us both, I will yeah. say my new acquaintance who was on our way to being friends, David. And David is here because he is a 11-year practitioner of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Yes, sir. Right? Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Now, I knew Cooper was not going to be as jazzed about this because I'm the MMA freak. That doesn't um, mean I'm not jazzed about it. I know you are. I said as jazzed. Dude, yeah. I, did, I did three years of Taekwondo. Oh, okay. Well, I take that back. He's uh, also at the same <laughs> level. This, so, I mean, I had a couple of stripes on the belt. I know, oh, hey. All right. Yeah. Bro- broken some wood in my day. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So, before, <laughs> honestly, I, I do want to talk about that, too, because the... the where the brain uh, is as a, as a child and what your options are in America in the 80s and 90s. It's a really interesting story, but I want to hear a little bit, like, where do you want to start with all this? I don't know. I mean, you tell me. Uh, How, what was the first, what your first memory of going, oh my God, martial arts? <clears throat> well, I didn't, like, I didn't do any martial arts as a kid. Um, I mean, I played lots of sports. I was always an athlete, but I didn't get into any martial arts as a kid. Um, <clears throat> and... If you were to total up all the years between when I first started training jiu-jitsu and now, you'd have a lot more than 11 years. Um, but so I, I first got into it, I was, it was 1999, I think. I was a junior or senior in high school, I forget which. But uh, there was this kid that lived kind of in the neighborhood, whatever, and his name was Hoxon or, or Roxon, if you don't know that R's are pronounced H right. in Brazilian Portuguese. And nobody, this is before, like, I mean, maybe there had been, I forget what years the first UFCs were, but, like, you could maybe find... 93 or 96. Yeah, so they were maybe a little bit earlier, but nobody was watching them, at least no one I knew. I mean, if you ever saw them, you saw them at the, like, miscellaneous other section at Blockbuster Video, and you're like, whoa, what's this, fighting? But nobody knew the Gracie family, no one knew what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was. All me and my friends knew being, you know, high school testosterone-filled dudes playing sports was that there was, like, whispers on the street of this little, tiny little kid. I mean, five, six, 130 pounds that could beat everybody <laughs> up. Now, and just to clarify, you're from L.A. area. You're I'm from, from L.A., here. Yeah, okay. yeah, born so and raised. I'm from Maine. Oh, wow. okay, I did okay, not yeah. hear these whispers, nor was I a testosterone-driven right, okay. <laughs> athlete. Well, I, I mean, I mean, it wasn't even that we were that. It was it's a perfect just storm that, for you. Yeah, it's, it's that if you're... Yeah, so basically... Just hearing that there's this kid, I mean, in, in whether you're a guy or a girl or whatever, there was just none of my friends had ever met him. But, you know, you go, you're going out to parties and whatnot, and sometimes people get into fights, and then you just hear stories. So we were all, we would all hear stories about <laughs> like a this. mythical creature. Exactly. Yeah. Was, that's yeah. what it was. We yeah. were like, Hoxon, and, yeah. and no one knew about the or RH Roxon. thing. So they were like, is it Roxon? Is it Hoxon? <laughs> right, like, right. No, nobody knows. <laughs> so, so. And, and also, apparently, and this ended up being very true uh, when I finally met him, but it was also part of the myth that, like, he got all the girls. <laughs> all the girls loved him. Like, just like this. So we didn't even know, like, Brazilian, you know, anything like that. We just heard about this little kid named Hoxon. And <clears throat> through a series of different events, which is probably too, like, long, like, unrelated to get into uh, for this story... I ended up in a situation where he had a problem with me. Oh no! Yeah, maybe so, you should tell the details of that story. <laughs> well, it, 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 it basically it basically just had to do with um, 
there was like some kid who had said something about me and I found out he said something about me and I was like, I'm going to kick that kid's ass. Sure, um, as you do. And I guess, and this kid went to a different school, um, but I guess this kid's dad was like a, a rich movie producer of some sort and his dad had just been training jujitsu with Hawkson's dad who happens to be Hicks and Gracie. You know, argue, <laughs> arguably, or maybe the, not even arguably, the greatest jiu-jitsu the fighter greatest. of all time. I mean, the the sport, Perfect. everything is completely different now that everybody knows jiu-jitsu and MMA didn't exist back then. So, right. But it, if you know anything, then you know the name Hicks and Gracie. You know Hicks and Gracie. Yeah. I mean, you know the Gracies, and if you don't know anything, you know the name Hoist Gracie from the UFC. Right. If you do know anything, you know that Hoist Gracie has even said, my older brother Hickson we'll is ten ass. times as good as me. Right. Like, Hickson never lost a competitive fight, Was it be it uh, Valetudo, which was the Brazilian world word for, like, anything goes, no rules fighting, or fighting in J- the, the, the first couple pride fights in Japan that Hickson fought in, or jiu-jitsu fights, he never lost. And we're talking like 400-plus oh, yeah, wins. Yeah, Not like, exactly. oh, 26 and 0, no, like 400-plus. No, 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 no. And that's so oh, this is the guy right now who's, who wants to get you? This is the guy who wants to get to me, Zad. Right, yeah, his yeah. son wants his to get His son him. wants to get yeah, Oh, yeah. perfect, okay, cool. Fourth, yeah, cool. Gener- fourth generation. Yeah. It's like a movie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and this is the mythical creature, is that guy's son. <laughs> is his son. All right, there's continue. No, this is great. No so, so, yeah, so, and none of us knew about his dad or anything. No one knew Gracie's jujitsu at the time. So, so, and I had never seen this kid before. And one day, I, so this guy's dad was trained, this, this kid who I had a problem with, his rich dad had been training jujitsu at Hicks and Gracie's school, which at the time was just like an unmarked garage, garage. in West LA. Yeah. It was not like where eighty people at a time are there training. Yeah, and and less than that at the time because not enough people were even hip to jujitsu. I mean, like these guys had just been in Los Angeles for like a couple of years. It was pretty grimy. It was like there was no sign on the wall. I thought there was like like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, came well, out. well. Two things happened. One, the oldest brother of the seven brothers, Horion, he was the one, the first one to come here and right. try to start like teaching jujitsu, sharing it. And they opened the first uh, Gracie Academy in Torrance. Hickson was the middle brother. There's seven of these main brothers, right. seven sons of Elio. And uh, I forget where Hickson was. Horion was the oldest. And he was the one that had this like business idea of like, teaching jujitsu and then like you know he like um trademarked the like gracie triangle thing right right then being young brazil relatively young brazilian alpha male brothers that all have this like you know this killer martial arts <laughs> skill like they all fought with each other there was a bunch of family beefs and splits in the family so and let's and before i don't want to cut you off but mm-hmm. it goes back even farther <clears throat> like the first split if, if i'm not mistaken was uh Carlos and Helio. Yeah, yeah. I like mean, that was the original. It was. It was like if you take any of these families of Brazilian male siblings, and then you throw in like a super effective martial art, and there's just something about like the like very. I mean, we were talking earlier about like testosterone filled, yeah. like alpha. Like these guys, but, Brazilian male brothers, like are like that. So yeah, like. But like, what's but, interesting about the Carlos and Helio split, just for like the listeners, mm-hmm. is that. <clears throat> Carlos was the original, the son, right, of of the original, like, as the story goes, um, a Japanese <coughs> jiu-jitsu <coughs> person met 
um, their grand, their father, yeah. Carlos's father, exactly in Brazil. Yeah, Gastão, I think his name was. Okay. Yeah. And Carlos, his son, was like a teenager at the time, became mm-hmm. the first person to, to learn under this Japanese guy, doing yeah. just straight up jujitsu. Exactly. And then Helio came along as one of the four or five brothers. And he had um, <coughs> issues where he couldn't do this. They, he wasn't as strong. He was sickly as a kid. Precisely. So he took all the, he still wanted to learn yeah. and took all the skills and made it even more a, 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 um, conducive to a smaller, yeah. less a strong individual. And that was the first split. That Yeah, that, that was the first split. And it was it was that Japanese guy was in Brazil and in exchange for uh, Gracie Castel. Gracie, I think is his name. Okay. But, you know, don't quote me on that. It could but be he wrong. was the original person who met the guy where it he started. He met the guy and this, this Japanese guy agreed to teach this Brazilian guy's kids jiu-jitsu right. in exchange for like, you know, his hospitality, uh, you know, in Brazil. Um, right. And so, yeah, Elio was like, all these brothers were very physically fit. Elio was like very frail and sickly. And he would just sit there and watch. And yeah, yeah he was developing like variations of these, you know, long um, existent Japanese jujitsu techniques that it just would not work for this little sickly guy. And he basically, in his head, created what is now, what is now? known as Gracie Jiu Jitsu. That I mean, it's, sickly it's kid morphed since then, but is yeah. the key to the change that has become what we know, exactly. which is my favorite part of the whole goddamn story. Exactly. And it's, it's funny, wild. and it's funny yeah. that this the sick- brand of Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's funny that this sickly kid who was the guy who that couldn't hang with like his super physical, you know, uh, brothers. This sickly kid, Elio, grows up and has seven sons who are all very physically capable and they basically like spread. Hickson being yeah, Hickson, one of them. Hickson's one of them. Hoist yeah. is one of them. Right. Horion is the oldest. So once they came here, they had a bunch of fights. They all they all split their own different schools. So like when people are like, oh, hey, you train with Gracie. I know them. And it's just like, well, I mean, like which, which one? one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was Helio or Elio who did the H's, all the H sons. Uh, yeah, the exactly. R, the R yeah, sounding, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Hoist. No, the other brothers yeah, didn't do that. Hoist, Hickson. Yeah, I mean, like there are other there there are other Brazilian names that start with right. R, pronounced H, but they're names you would recognize, like Rogers, like sure. Roger, you know. But it's interesting that his brain. But he had seven. It was like Hoist, Horion, Hickson, Hoyler. He yeah, was so regimented all... in his study and the way his brain worked. He's like, this makes sense to me. This yeah. uniformity, yeah, this group, exactly. this family sort of style. It's yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. So so. All right, good. Now continue. I was just gonna say. So bring it all full full circle. One of Helio's sons, Hickson, uh, his son, Hoxon. I'm I'm leaving school and I'm walking to my car, and there's just this little brown kid sitting on the back of my car oh, with a no. big oversized hoodie on and the hood on, oh, no. like some kind of dark ninja type. <laughs> and he's just Yo, little, and immediately, would, oh. immediately, I knew who he was. I mean, I, like I said, I'd never seen him, never met him, didn't it's know. Like you saw a but ghost. I'm just walking, and I'm just like, oh my god, like that's got to be him. My friends, my friends, I'm putting that in quotes for the listeners. <laughs> right away. I, exactly. Like, I just turn and nobody's next to me. And it's just like. Uh, papers yeah, floating yeah, in like a car. Yeah, it's like some, some fucking Sergio Leone movie. And you hear but like. I know, but I know. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so I walk up and he's just like, you David Timnick? And I'm like, yeah, yes. <laughs> and he's just like, take a walk with me. So I walk with him and he actually ends up being really nice. He's yeah. just like, he's like, listen, like, I don't know you. I don't care about you. Word on the street is that like you're you know you got some problem with this guy Chris. Well, that shit ends now because his dad is, puts a lot of money into my dad's um, martial arts school. Do you know anything about it? And I was just like, no, I don't. Um, 
And he's just like, well, you know, like this will be the last conversation we have unless I hear that you're still trying to look for this kid, in which case we're going to have a problem. I was just like, done. Yeah. Yeah. Where do I sign? Like, I'll yeah. never look for this kid ever again. I'll never do anything ever again. And how old was he, Hoxton, at this time? Uh, he was my age, so he was like a seven, teenager. 17. Yeah. And he already understood the business political aspect of the situation. Yeah, 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 man. yeah really for sure. He was, and, and like, he was also like, turns out he also was doing a lot of like modeling for Guess and Calvin Klein, extremely good looking kid. He was making a bunch oh, of money. Oh, I, I feel realize. like a lot of you kids too that grew up in LA have that kind of like, you have that bit, not business mentality, but you're surrounded by so much of that that right. it's like, in I mean, any major city. Sure, in, and at know? this time, his dad, Hickson, was... Like in his prime, he was gone a lot, right. which is why right. these brothers, um, uh, Hoxon and his younger brother Crone, who we can talk about later, uh, why they kind of like were getting into trouble all the time. Because right. like Hickson was like in Japan fighting or in Brazil fighting. It's like no the, all, the, all, the, all the stories about Hickson are like he's like this like spiritual figure. He does yoga and like meditation. It's like, yeah, that's all true, but he didn't when he was like 19 or 20. He was doing the same kind of shit, you yeah. know, like getting, getting into real trouble out in the streets of Brazil. Right. So his kids, like you know, like there's they have like an overbearing mom, and they're just like fuck you, mom, and they're out, they're out wow. and about getting into trouble. And this is what what year is this? Ninety nine, I think. Ninety nine, okay. yeah, ninety eight or ninety nine. So, so you meet him, you guys, you you find out what he does, and then right. Well, basically, I just I promised him I would never, I was never gonna look for this kid ever again. You know, mm -hmm. it was cool. And now, he what left. would happen if the he the other kid came looking for you? Was that a, was that on the table at all? This other kid was not looking for me. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, he, you were the was, asshole in the story. No, this kid actually was the asshole in the story, but it wouldn't have ended well for him, even before sure. I got into jiu-jitsu. Like, so yeah. he did something to to piss you off that was legitimately uncool? Yeah, I mean, okay. it, it legitimately uncool to a 17-year-old high school person. Yeah. Like, it's not, whatever it was, I'm sure Stupid I wouldn't beef. stand by it now. Okay, yeah. good, okay, okay. So but, but, regardless, but your beef some... was legit to some degree. Yeah, but it, okay. it was it was also, you know, uh, <laughs> frail <laughs> frail enough for me to immediately shelve no it. No problem. For the, yeah. When the fear of God <laughs> was installed school, in my heart beef. after seeing this little this little high brown school, kid named Hoxton. Beef. Yeah. But anyway, Han, you, so so this hooked you, though, because now you started, what, I, I went to school? I went to, I mean, this is like, I didn't have the internet or anything then, but right, I, right. I just I I was able to find in like the yellow pages or something we didn't have the internet. where this guy's dad, <laughs> where the school was. Right. You, so it, I went home yeah. the whole day. I was terrified. I was like shaking. And I was like, man, like after I, talking to him. After talking to him, yeah, just like because I'd never been that scared before. Like right. as a young high school guy, like you know, like if you're playing sports and stuff, especially like you feel safe, like because you got you got your bros. You know, you're at a sure. party and you sure. got your bros, but like. You're all kind of pussies, you know. Like yeah. you don't know anything about anything. Right. Yeah. You don't know shit about the world. Thank God, you wouldn't think you you wouldn't be so exactly. head sure, yeah. <laughs> but after this, I was just like, man, and everything that I thought about myself is like not true. Like I plus it's this like mythical being exactly. that you guys have been yeah. talking about, like that doesn't exist, and then I'm right. sitting on your car. Exactly. And so to 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 wrap the story up, basically, I went later that day that evening to his dad's school and he was teaching one of the classes oh wow uh he was a he was a purple belt at the time um and he was teaching one of the classes and he saw me and he comes over he's like the fuck are you doing here and i was like <laughs> i was like i want to do this and he's just like kind of like gives me a head shake and he's just like all right man you're all right what are you doing later and he takes me to dinner buys me what? dinner Whoa. i go out to dinner then buys me dinner he becomes my friend like in an instant That's and you guys are like the same age he's 17 same, same age like and we didn't like... we didn't have the same group of friends we didn't go to the same wow. schools um 
and so that's how we became friends, and that's, that's a, how that's I started. LA's weird that way, too. That's a great story. There's so <laughs> many crossover neighborhoods. That, like, there's so many people, so many schools. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid, there was, you didn't have a lot of crossover in other schools. Right. Like, you go to a school to play a game, like, to play basketball or something like that, and it's nobody there you know. Nobody. Right. Yeah. It, that's cr- that's a crazy story. Yeah. It's like a movie. Yeah. Like, he sees you there. What are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. How much more interesting this. than a discipline like um, Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu could get a, a teenager that aware of the situation and be like, hey, I'm here to let you know that we don't need to have a problem. I know he's probably did something stupid, but there's more on the table than you understand. But yeah. immediately when you come back, I'm like, hey, I, no, hands up. I want to do what you do. He's like, now we're cool. cool. Let, me yeah. buy, let me buy you dinner. Who, what 17 year old buys someone dinner? Yeah, exactly. What a mature 17 year old. Like, what a great but guy. But that comes from the generations of discipline. Yeah. 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 And, and let, let me also say, too, for, for fear of it sounding like he, too, like he was too much of like, wow, this guy seems great. A lot of this was a he was he was down to buy dinner because he had money right, from all this modeling, all this right. modeling yeah. shit. It wasn't right. from jujitsu. Jujitsu wasn't big then. He was like going to like parties, high school parties, like and like beating dudes, like finding like big fucking the toughest guys and be like, "What's up, bitch?" Like and starting fights wow. to, just to win practice. them and just like choke, choke, choking people out left and right oh, and then taking the girls home. Like Whoa. so, it's like. You, if you're a high school person, you thought he was cool, right. but like he wasn't necessarily like always like the greatest dude. I thought he deep down was a really great dude, but in the next couple years after we first became friends, he kind of started getting into some other shit, and we uh, it took us out of our friendship. And he actually ended up uh, getting killed a few years after that. So, oh, wow. so he's no longer with us. And his younger brother Crone, who at the time was like twelve is now all grown up and he's a fucking world champion yep. and he teaches here in, in LA and, and he's a he's a little badass. Crone has one win in the UFC, right? He's only one, had one fight. One win in the UFC and he had a couple of uh, MMA fights like before that like in Japan. Like Now, I, I'll just be I, I actually met Crone a couple times mm-hmm. and I, I it's funny I watched a lot of um um uh, Joe Rogan. Sure. And they're calling him Cron. Yeah, and so, it's Crone. Yeah, well, that's what I said to him. Whenever I, whenever that's the situation, I meet someone who I can say, "Hey," and I said to him, "Hey, nice to meet you." Is it Crone or Cron? He's like, "It's Crone." Yeah. And I'm like to myself, "Well, how do these, how do these like big guys not know this?" I don't know. Anyway, yeah. um, he's a super cool dude. I just spoke to him a couple times, mm-hmm. really briefly. He's about 30, 31. Yeah, that sounds about right. And he has one win the UFC. When's his next fight, man? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, like, everyone's really excited that, like, a Gracie has come back. And I'm really UFC. excited about yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I am, too, especially because, and I'm sure you know this already, but for anybody that follows or has ever followed, like, the UFC and its, you know, its origin story and whatnot, them, the UFC was started by Horion Gracie, the same, the same eldest brother of those seven sons of Helio. They purposely chose to have Hoist Gracie be the Gracie representative in the UFC because he was the least physically intimidating of all of them. He was kind of, for lack of a better term, the runt of the litter. Right. I mean, he was no runt. At 175 pounds. Right. But they made an active decision not to put Hickson in there, who was like the family champion at this point. Like, before UFC, there was still plenty of fights and Brazil. He was an Adonis. Yeah, he, like, he was the fan. If you were concerned about your family name being on the line and your new martial art that people don't know being on the line... It would make the most sense yeah. to have Hicks and Gracie be like they all knew that, and they said we're purposely putting in Hoyce, the younger brother who is who publicly has said that Hickson's a million times better than right, him. Right, right. 
to prove a point. To prove a point. That, like, because you guys don't know jujitsu, like, this isn't like, ooh, what's going to win? Like, this is going to beat all of what you do. And they were so confident in it, and they were right. Um, well, they had the Gracie Challenge prior to the UFC, oh, yeah, those which are really, was really 100, funny. 100 grand, right? To anybody in the world could come and beat any of them. Yeah, and, <laughs> Not exactly. even like Dixon, like they, any, of the, uh, any of the sons. And it also, How badass it, is that? And it, yeah. it, also, the, yeah. it also just spread to like, if you think that your shit is better than ours, just come into one of our schools. Like, no, like, no, there was, there was an official one, I think, that was like for money. But then there was also just like, any time, any place, come on down. And guys would just interrupt classes and yep. be like, yo, like, I'm fucking this. And there's videos. There's videos. You can of, watch of, these. Yeah, like I tra I train with I train with Heron and Henner uh, these days. I mostly. really like Henner, man. He's yeah, such a Henner's cool dude. great, and Heron's great too. He's le he's less uh, he speaks less than Henner. <laughs> Most people do. I like I um, like his. Yeah, uh, Henner's got a great energy and like real like kind of like. He wants to share. He's, uh, he's super nice guy. Yeah, if you've ever watched any of the videos, of the yeah. two of them together, it's really funny. Like they, all their Gracie breakdowns and and as a, as a student of theirs. Uh, a bunch of online curriculum is made accessible to students up to whatever level you're at. Like, uh, it's like tons and tons of like little 15 minute uh, instructional bits about a certain position, a certain submission, a certain sweep, whatever. And it's the two of them basically, you know, like say you've just gone from white belt to blue belt you get access to all the blue belt course material, which Whoa. is just like, so if you're working in class, you're working on the mount position, you're working on submissions from the mount, and you're having trouble executing a certain submission, or you keep getting caught in a certain submission because you're on the bottom, you can go home and be like, blue belt course, uh, mount submission escapes and defenses, and find that submission and watch a 20-minute video about the proper escape from it a proper defense from it proper reaction to common behaviors once you do this yeah or vice versa if you're the guy on top and you're having trouble getting the submission you can be like what am i doing wrong here and you ask the teacher maybe but like you can go home and watch this quick little video and be like oh fuck i wasn't putting the hand under the shoulder yeah. like and you know so they have all the so the two of them do these the swim but because they're two brazilian brothers you know that both <laughs> do are high level black belts and and their family's name jujitsu uh they have a really funny dynamic between the two of them like like <laughs> super like brotherly like it'll it's it'll, second nature it'll leave the lesson for a second and it'll just be some like competitive like yeah. brazilian really? brother shit yeah it's really oh funny. i'm gonna start watching yeah. this well you can't watch the well you can watch a lot of things oh, oh these are only on the private yeah but, like, but they the do the same thing on any videos that the two of them are on if you watch any like if you just look like look up like Huron and Henner Gracie and it'll show you a bunch of like they do like great the Gracie breakdown if you've ever seen any of those. Anytime something happens in real life where like some kid gets fucking bullied and beat up by students and it's in the news or like a cop oh. like like two men overpower a cop and like take his gun away or something and you and they'll they'll show vid like any any of these videos that go viral that have to do with self-defense oh wow they'll they'll play the video and they'll explain what, what someone did wrong or if it's a video that demonstrates there's some videos out there of someone that demonstrates like doing something right and they'll be like this is a great example of how this guy like managed the distance you know like right. protected yeah, yeah, himself yeah. as he took it like though they have these we'll if you if down. you look up the gracie breakdown on youtube there's like thousands probably now or at oh, least wow. hundreds of videos of them literally Gracie breakdowning like a bunch of different kind of viral videos over oh, the years. Cool. It's super cool. Yeah, no, the the wealth of of videos in any topic on YouTube, it's <clears throat> it's deadly. Like, you can literally spend an entire day just 
learning things on like from wine to fucking grammar to yeah. jujitsu. It's insane. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a it's a rabbit hole. I also love the fact that outside of this entire world of the Gracie history and the and the family and the and the the relationships and this and the style, these are guys who are beating people up but not hurting them. For the most part, there are the exceptions. Part, yeah, but they're for the. Um, I'm talking especially Henner. Henner's really big on that. Oh yeah, he's oh. like the exceptions are more in the 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 previous generation of Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighters, like Henner and Huron's dad, like all those brothers. Like yep. that was really when there was still a like it, they've kind of become, uh, you know, turned into something a little more like spiritual and mythological than they really were. I mean, like at though their their dads, there was a lot of like, yeah, we could we could end a fight without hurting anyone because it's self-defense, but it's but they were starting fights. They were like out on the streets, like they had something to prove. Right. But you're right, like here Henner and Huron especially, of all the, the the next generation, the sons of those sons that are doing it now, Huron and Henner are by far the most in the like, yo, like uh, 99% of all fights are 100% avoidable, you know, right. for the last 1%, you know, like, it, it's best to, you know, you can always run, like, you know, it's not about, like, getting out there and proving something, it really is about no. self-defense. Right. However, you know, you don't... If it's happening. But it takes that knowledge of the, of the style, uh, those skills, to have the confidence yeah, to course. be able to say, I don't need to hurt this guy. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very easy to... This happens to everybody, especially if you're younger, when you start training jiu-jitsu, like, six months in. As soon as you, like, learn a couple of right. techniques, the first thing you're doing is trying them out on your friends. You're like, hey, buddy, <laughs> hey, buddy you want to you wanna go? Yeah, you want to yeah, wrestle? Yeah, it's yeah. just like, no, leave me alone. It's like, oh, armbar. But, like, you, but it's like... Last week I did say that. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, you start, like, it's very common for young people that get into jiu-jitsu to get really into it immediately, immediately they get, they like, get well, hooked. I could break his arm. Exactly, yeah, and sure. and and they they and that that can last for years too. Oh, for sure. So what 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 you were just saying, Ryan? Like at a, once you get to a much higher level, like that's when the guys are like, you know, um, Huron said something that I thought was a really interesting uh, uh, thing a couple of months ago. He was like, I can't remember if it's Huron or Henner, but they were like, if somebody picked a fight like was out at a bar or something you pick a fight like with a black belt you pick a fight with us um you're that's lucky. actually like the best thing yeah. you could possibly Luckiest do like you're not going to get hurt yeah you know it's like you pick a fight with a fucking purple belt <laughs> you're gonna get fucking choked out you might get your arm broken like they've got <laughs> yeah. something to prove They're like fuck yeah i'm gonna show you all the different ways i can whoop your ass right now. right right that's, or whatever that's even, even, even if it is self-defense <laughs> no, like you want a master exactly it's like if you you know like you're better off with the, when the guys get to such a high level right uh that it's like, yeah, there's no... Well, at that point... Unless you're a fighter. Unless then, you, then point, you're, the like, in organized throw, fighting. Yeah, the drunk guy will throw one punch, and then just by the defense and what that guy who's the master yeah. does, he'll be like, oh, yeah, I don't want to fuck with you. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. It's like, uh, I feel like it's a quick They give fight. up most of the yeah, time. The, like, the, yeah. yeah. the black belt isn't going to, like, duck down and, like, take you down to the ground and no, like, wrap you up and choke you out. It's just, swiftly. like, all of that all of that energy. Like, well, I don't want to get my jacket dirty. Exactly. It's true. They won't leave the feet. They won't leave the feet. Yeah, yeah, they'll just like turn the guy wow. around, 
get. I mean, like it's pretty ridiculous. It's impressive. So, yeah. what level? Are I don't you have at? that. I don't have that skill set yet. So, I was still down to kick your fucking ass. Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's true. Oh, we got a purple. We got a hot purple. You're purple. You're still purple, right? Yes. Oh I'm, God. Yeah, I'm purple. I'm yeah. cl- close to brown. Close Mine. To brown. You stuck me in the room with the purple. I I'm did. Scared, right? He told me. He, he told me before he didn't like you. Yeah. Damn man, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anyone. Don't I don't worry. Like. I always love. I, like I do love the maturity of that of jujitsu and those different techniques where I feel like I see that where the masters or the people with these high belts or people who can really do something or really hurt somebody. It's, it's not their, you know, goal at all. It's just for the defense. And how interesting it's interesting. Yeah. How interesting is it that without conflict, you wouldn't really have anything without the conflict of, um, Helio not being able to do what his brothers could do, he wouldn't have developed this new style. Exactly. Without the conflict of the brothers' different families, they wouldn't be pushing their own styles. Without the conflict of the world not knowing that you're the fucking best, you're like, I got to create the UFC. Exactly. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and 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 to that point, without like you know, some people you know are are perfectly capable of just like going through their lives and just being totally zen about shit and not and like. You know, there's there's a rare group of people that just like have like a more like you know forward thinking mindset from the get go. But talking about like conflict, like the way that jujitsu ends up changing people's lives when they get really into it and spend time doing it, and the kind of clarity and the kind of confidence and the kind of uh, willingness and ability to 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 avoid you know uh, an aggressive conflict of a situation. By spending all that time essentially working in jujitsu, like you're dealing with conflicts, you're problem right. solving. Yep, it's like right. physical, it's like full contact chess. It's right. like full but contact it is, chess. But it's yeah. like you can't just like be like, okay, like I'm just gonna like think about this and be zen. It's just like you're dealing, no, you're, you're dealing with like people trying to choke you and fucking break Tetris. your arm and and you know like knocking the wind out of you. So it's like you almost go through all this right. conflict to get to a point where it's like there is no conflict. Right? right, right. You're, yeah, you're yeah, going this to This isn't the conflict you're looking for. No, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. No, but that's how beautiful and like therapeutic it is and and really like I feel like a lot of even if you are an angry person when you work out or when you release that in jujitsu, you probably learn how to breathe. You learn how it, it does make you zen yes. whether you like it or not. Exactly, and yeah. you're also letting out maybe that negative energy that you might just go out to a bar and get into some stupid bar fight with somebody or yeah. or a bunch of th- you know because throw what punches. you're what you're practicing is the mathematical finality of what is the best approach to these situations. Right. It's not, not matter how big you are, how strong you are, how much mm-hmm. you weigh. This is the answer to this problem. When you do that over and over again, it can't help but have other beneficial qualities. Yes. Right. Correct. That's I, wild. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I would have loved if, he, if this turned him on to watch, at least watching mixed martial arts. I would, well, this, I would be, well, listen, let me let me defend myself a little bit. Here. I didn't say you had to I, defend. I, I used to go watch all the UFC fights or the cards with a cousin who lived out here when I was younger. We would go watch them all. I loved it. I loved watching them. I'm just not I'm not deep in the sport like others are where they know all the players or know what's going on know you know every single well, fighter the team or whatever i don't know the politics of anything like that so there's a lot going i can't on right say now. that like when someone's like oh you watch ufc i say like yeah a little bit 
because once I say, if I say, yeah, I do, they'll hit me with like, exactly. so what about the card on the spot? And I'm like, dude, I don't, yeah, I, like, sure. I just like yeah. watching the technique. That's I like watching the different matches. Basketball and baseball is to me. I'm like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's the same as like somebody will know the top five skateboarders, but, but I'm like, but do you know the guy on the team on this? And but like, you no, do no. know enough. Like, even though I just made a comment that that's like me with baseball and basketball, right, right, right. someone can come to me and say, hey, do you know the Cubs are like five games away from the pennant? I'm like, oh shit, I can pick up there. I don't know all the players' names, right. but I can still enjoy the conversation. Same with basketball. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to watch game six, like the sixth game of the season against the fucking Nuggets. Like, I don't care. Yeah. But if it's the finals, <laughs> I caught a finals game. A semifinals game just like two weeks ago, that one where uh, I walked into a bar and it was like the, the last second they were like down by one. It was amazing. I don't even mm-hmm. know who's playing, but those mo- you can still get into it, and it would take you um, a week to learn some names and be back if it interests you. It doesn't have to. I just making a joke. Like I hope it does because that'd be cool if you liked it too. Yeah, um, it's great. the card coming up right now on the sixth, two thirty nine. I don't know. I, I'm I'm willing to bet money that you know way more okay. about what's going yeah, on right yeah, now yeah. than I do. Even, yeah. There is no guarantee. I've, that... I've lost up most of yeah. the threads. Like I kind of pay attention to certain fighters that I really like, or like, like when right now? when big things are happening. But like I don't know seventy five percent of like you know who the top ten contenders are in different weight classes and right. stuff. I just have like a couple because it just keeps changing so much. It does. It's like yeah, there's it's only hard. so many it's hours in the day. It's the digital and, era for yeah. the UFC. It's and, totally and, different. And honestly, between how much I train, working, and all the music stuff I do, which like at 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 the very least is like hours and hours a day when I'm in town. We tour a whole lot, yeah. so I'm out of town for long periods of time. It's like I, you, if you're not reading about this stuff or you're not watching them all the time, like there's all of a there's, sudden like yeah. ten new guys. Yeah. But I'll tell you a couple of people I really, really do like Great. right now. Uh, obviously, this is a is a bit of a biased answer, but I would stand by it either way. The guy I like the most right now is Brian T. City Ortega. Of course. He trains with the Gracie Academy, obviously. Um, he's a high-level Gracie Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Just a great L.A. success story. Like, young kid, got into fucking trouble, got into gangs, um, and then got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and, and boxing. Not even Thai boxing. Oh, I mean, wow. he, he, got, he, got, he did some kinds of, like, you know, younger martial arts, I think, like Taekwondo or stuff like that. I mean, he's got kicks and stuff in his arsenal, but he mostly, his stand-up is mostly just, like, Western boxing mixed with Brazilian jiu-jitsu and he I was talking before uh, with uh, mine about this too but like I love that he doesn't talk a bunch of shit nope he's one of the only fighters I that doesn't that. talk a bunch of shit and he's one of the only fighters especially in the in the smaller weight classes I've noticed that the uh, that the smaller the weight class the shittier the tattoos and the <laughs> shittier the attitudes are these guys kind of have as dope as they are they all kind of like a lot of them have like this kind of I don't know small man complex or something but they have these like awful tattoos and like that's when you see the most the most aggressive shit talking like before fights and yeah. I don't know how much of it is just like sensation sensationalizing to sell the fights some of it's probably that too but like you just got a lot of like bros that's got something to prove down there and he's just like not like that at all yeah. dude he's just like fucking he fights at 145 he fights at which 145 which means he walks around what 155 <clears throat> he walks around pretty much at that weight because he does, he's not one of these guys that does like crazy weight cutting and stuff to and go down and he does not have an impressive physique like he's very lean and slender and long yeah he's lean and slender I mean like he's cut T-City. you know but 
like, yeah, limbs, yeah. Yeah, T-City for Triangle City because that yeah. guy can get you in triangles from any position. Tell me if I'm wrong, but he kind of feels, maybe the same, of course, but he feels like he may have been the hoxen of his time, like the kid in L.A., the mythical, like, little guy choke people out. And nobody, he was undefeated until a few months ago. Yeah, exactly. Even in the UFC. That's, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that because he came from, like, a real rough-and-tumble fucking, like, L.A. LA yeah. shit, that, like, he... He got into jujitsu and boxing and stuff kind of like as a way out, as opposed to like he didn't get into it so that he could then like go like be tough at parties. Like no, just to he, get out of that he life. was he was he was like he was already in the like t- tougher shit yeah. than fucking yeah. you or I will probably ever, you know, experience. And, you know, he was gonna continue going down that road and, right. and probably end up getting killed if he didn't find so he actually found it. He's like such a success story of like how it has like saved someone as opposed to like i mean someone like me you know it's like i didn't i wasn't like i didn't need saving like i just wanted to learn how to kick people's asses right. and then and then i just got so into it it became yeah. something else the but neighborhood like, yeah. you lived in Learned wasn't as bad <laughs> yeah no no it wasn't. right you didn't like i don't want to make any assumptions on brian ortega's past but my guess is like his parents didn't have a lot of money yeah it was not a it was not a a, a, a life of like opportunity and and comfort how do you for think him. how do you think and this is speculation i'm sure you don't know the answer to this but but how do you think, given that atmosphere, that world that Brian grew up in, and the and the, and the story of you know gangs and mm-hmm. and you know getting in trouble at school and all this different stuff, why do you think he never pulled the trigger on a tattoo? He has like zero tattoos, I think. Yeah, it's crazy, no tattoos. I wonder what the mindset is. I, I actually don't know, but yeah. I promise you, I'm going to ask him that yeah. the next time I see him because. You, you and I talked about this where it's like I don't have a problem He's with tattoos. Zero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's zero. I mean, oh, wow. he, he, you know what? He might actually have like one, some small ones, sure, somewhere they don't, don't sure. see. But when what he if fights, he's like, oh, dude, and he pulls up his shorts and there's just like 30 different. <laughs> yeah. But when he fights, or he's just like, a little, I hide them. Yeah, or yeah. Like a, little, <laughs> Maybe. a little pink know, unicorn with wings. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there a thing called the... shorts? You know, there's like a sleeve. Is there a thing called shorts where you only get the short area oh, wow. tattoos? Oh, that's If there isn't, there is now. There is now. pending on that that's oh great. you start with like this jawstring yeah hey bro let me see your shorts like oh, <laughs> oh I got yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it'll take a few years to catch <laughs> it's on it's this new artist in east la yeah <laughs> hilarious man ran out of sleeves bro ran out of sleeves but i i mean as a person also with no tattoos who's not against them by any means mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i hope that i get one someday for whatever reason the reason i haven't pulled the trigger you should get you should get a pair of shorts dude that's what i'm getting and then <laughs> they can still say no one yeah. knows i don't have any tattoos um is the fact that nothing, no, no picture, no story, no memory has ever said you need to put this on your body. There was no reason for it. Yeah. yeah. So without that, to me, it's like, oh, you don't get one because oh, I'm 18, gecko on my ankle. All right, fine. Yeah. Maybe he sees it that way. Like the memories I have, the the milestones I've made, the things like nothing has made the cut. Right. Could for my be. body. I don't know. Yeah. I, this is, I'm speculating. I'm gonna find out. Yeah. I'll, I'll have an answer for you. I would you. like to hear that. Yeah. I see um, him. Um, He's such a sweetheart too. You know, fairly randomly these days, but like usually at least once every couple of months or something. I mean, he's done. He does a lot of his training, uh, you know, privately and and at odd hours and whatnot. But when he's getting closer to like fights, he'll just drop into classes and like roll with everybody. You know, to oh, just like as a, awesome. as a workout, and he'll yeah. destroy everyone. Of I mean, like he <laughs> destroys guys that are like well over two hundred pounds, oh, wow. like they're like they're little children. I mean, it's just he, he, myself included. Right. I mean, I'm six two one ninety, and like I'm not a beginner by any means, but I'm also not a black belt. But I've got you know fifty pounds on the guy, and like fairly decent skills, yeah. and it's not even like. Woo, like you got me there. You know, it's just like I'm got like <laughs> from are, the minute we start. Damn. What is that? Why? 
experience. No, no, there's a lots of factors and there's no answer. Well, I'm the, just like the thing is between purple belt and black belt, there's not like a ton of right. new techniques that you're learning. I mean, like by the time you're like a like at a purple belt at a certain, I mean, like there's always weird little things and there's always new things kind of being created. I mean, I don't know how long that can go on for, but the last 15, 20 years, like or even the last 10 years, so many new techniques have been invented like there's there's almost like a new split in the jiu-jitsu world between between guys that are more dedicated to the kind of like old school like less techniques but more how you combine them approach and there's like a new generation of jiu-jitsu studs a lot of this wouldn't be uh uh you know i wouldn't advocate its use in a self-defense situation, which is one of the arguments, like between sport jujitsu and jujitsu that would save your life if in a fight in the right. streets if you needed to. There's a whole new world of sport jujitsu where these guys are like doing all these like inverted leg locks and spinning right. around like little right. crabs. And it's super cool to watch, especially if you're into jujitsu. But it, you can, if you were watching it and then you try to like imagine that this was like instead of a organized, you know, grappling match, this is it a real fight. Work. Like, yeah. there's certain things that you just you wouldn't want to do if you're trying to like save your life in a street. Like, right. you want to be safe, simple. You don't, yeah. you know, like it, it's almost like if you're if you're working out like to try to get into just general like fitness and shape. You know, like you would just do kind of like basic full body movements you know that are applicable to your life as opposed to like if you're trying to be a bodybuilder you know you got to do like little like <laughs> yeah. oh these little like arm yeah, like yeah. push downs but it's like most people don't want to do that it's that way Triceps today it's that way with, with <laughs> jujitsu it's like most people don't have the time to like go down the rabbit hole of these new fucking crazy acrobatic newfangled jujitsu techniques right. that you need like a kind of a fundamental heavy approach you know where and so and i'm one of those guys i mean the gracie anywhere there's like gracie jiu-jitsu is probably going to be more in the like fundamentals like you know like the, the foundation yeah the, if, you, if there's like newer crazier grappling schools like 10th planet eddie bravo's place is one of them and there's a bunch of other ones now where like these guys have just taken it to the next level for jiu-jitsu but maybe not necessarily for self-defense so that's like the guy who's like i want to be an olympian like exactly who's literally looking for the thousand variations of getting out of a certain like arm bar or something. exactly and i get it so, other people are like listen i just get beat up all the time yeah. in my neighborhood <laughs> right. i just yeah. want to know how to not get beat yeah. up all and the to, time and to, and to mine's point like so there's not like when i whenever i uh roll with brian ortega he it's not like he's doing techniques on me that i've never seen or i don't know like i right, know exactly yeah. what's happening it's just about speed and about understanding the combinations, like whatever the timing. If two guys are 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 training, like the you're never going to get the first thing you're going for, yeah. uh, you know. But any any reaction has an equal and opposite reaction. And if you say you're going for a choke, a certain kind of a choke, and there's only certain defenses to that choke. The person getting choked has two options. One, to get choked, or two, to defend themselves. And there's only so many things they can do to defend themselves. And each one of those things has something else that can be so like, you know, like you go for a choke, you get a reaction of a hand like here. 
but you didn't actually want the choke. You wanted that hand because you're going to grab it and spin around for uh, an armbar. Fucking chess. Exactly. God damn. So, it's just but, human chess. So, so if the guy, if the guy, if the guy doesn't properly defend the choke, then you just you still go for the choke. Well, then you get the choke. You, <laughs> yeah, you, you always go it. for the thing. And, but it's unexpected, and you got to think. Yeah, next move now. What, whatever, whatever you do it like whatever yeah, exactly. whatever you're Ooh. going for, you know, like there's only so many things that can prevent it from happening, and each one of those things presents a new opening for you know for a new thing and then the person that's having you're either the person like giving someone something to deal with or you're the person dealing with it yeah. and so when i roll with him it's just like defending, i know defending, i know defending. the things he's doing to me but he's i he's constantly making me have to deal with him so i have no time to make him deal with me that's that <laughs> badass I'm constantly surviving that's that badass thing i've heard joe rogan mention a few times where it's like you know someone's really good when you know what they're gonna do, and you still can't stop. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you can stop it, but but you actually are just stopping what you thought they wanted to do <laughs> because what you did in order to stop it allowed them to do what they actually wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you were like, <laughs> oh no, I fell for it. And what then you, the... and then you're like, I lose either way. Like, how do I get? And the then first it's thing like... you're thinking is like, does he want me to take the choke, or does he want me to put my hand up? Can you like... can you think of a, an example of some very small? Um, maybe not a drill, but some the smallest thing you can think of that you've practiced that was that gave you a really incredible result. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, coming from like very like fundamental, heavy, uh, Gracie Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, that's like always been, you know, that's always been the focus uh, among the Gracies anyway, and people that train this kind of Jiu Jitsu, the focus has always been for that how applicable it can be in a real self-defense or street fight situation, you know? So there's like, we're not training for co competitions, you know? There's no there's no merit put to like, oh, you get three points for passing the guard. And like, if you're here and you're about, you're ahead on points, thank you, if you're ahead on points, you know, you can you stall here. Or this can get you four points. Like, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but like, because a lot of guys, like, it is their job now to do professional jujitsu. Yeah. Um, so, but for me being someone that came from a school of like very fundamental stuff, like there are great results to be had from just like any of like a kind of like the most well-known handful of like, you know, haven't really changed a whole lot in the last 20, 30 years of techniques to drill uh, in this kind of fundamental forward style of jujitsu, which are like, you know, like, uh, spinning from one side to another like with neon belly or like an arm bar drill if you're on your back in the guard like spinning from you know the guy it won't even be actual training one guy will just put two arms out and then you by shifting your hips back and forth like spin to one side for an arm bar spin to another side for an arm bar and you just do that like 50 times each side and then switch and the other guy does it and like we'll do that a lot that's part of just like the earlier parts of class you know you get there you warm up a little bit and it'll be like depending on what we're working on depending on what position you're working on that particular day there's always a handful of like repetition style drills that can be done to kind of hammer home certain movement patterns so that rather than just learn the technique try it a couple of times me try it a couple of times you and then we spar it's like you never you didn't have enough time to solidify how it feels to shift your hips underneath someone this way in order to get this arm and then shift the, to the opposite side and go back and forth. You develop these movement patterns and then everything you do when you're actually training 
whether it's something you tried to do or something you just did by 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 habit. Like a lot of times you think you're not getting better. You think you haven't internalized a move because you keep trying to do it and like you're thinking about it. And it's like you're thinking about it. The person you're training with is seeing you thinking about it. And they know what you're trying to do already. Right. Then you kind of forget about it, but you've still been practicing it and you do these drills. And then all of a sudden, someday someone does something and you react to it and you're not even thinking about doing a certain thing and you end up like, oh my God, I, ju yeah. I just did the yeah. thing. And it's like, because I've trained that pattern, the minute I stopped thinking about trying to do it, you almost, uh, your body is in a position to, you know, your mind makes a split second decision and your body reacts in a way that it's been programmed to react. As soon as you stop wow. thinking it's about it, which, which kind of projects right. it. If you're thinking too hard about it, that's another thing about really high level guys. Like, they are able to make really fast decisions or if they're thinking, whatever they're thinking about, if you're looking at them and they're like looking at something and they're, you think that you're onto what they're planning, they're already planning the next thing. Right. You know, people like Brian Ortega, um, Tony Ferguson, Max Holloway, I feel are good examples of people who also learn those things way faster. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, there's definitely, it's not like. There's there's equality of opportunity, but not equality of like progress. You know, it's like some people, right. you know, you take you take ten different people and have them all start training something. I mean, this is true with anything in life. You ten ten people doing the exact same thing, the exact same way for the exact same amount of time for ten years, their levels of of progress are going to be different. You of know, course, some guys yeah. just are get better at certain things than others. I mean, like there are just and some inherent dudes are just natural talented, talents. Gift, yeah. Gifted. And that goes that goes with anything. You know, yeah. like nobody there's no such thing as like, you know, it's not it's not a it's not a math problem. So it's like you, to you, some degree, it is a math problem. Well, well, it is, but like there are too many variables. Too many variables. Yeah, it's not that much math. Now, I know you like Brian T. City. What other fighters right now in the UFC are you following? At least somewhat. Um, let's see. Um, you know, I have a I have a weird relationship with how I wouldn't know to say if I really like or really don't like the Diaz brothers. <laughs> I do because because I, I really don't like them like as like. <clears throat> I hope I don't get my ass kicked for this. I have they, like they don't, they two like, degrees of separation between people I'm friends with and them. But those are the kind of guys who would literally come down to L.A. and be like, what's up, would, bro? Fucking hell, you been talking shit, bro. But only if it's like shit. If you just speak yeah, yeah. honestly, no. I don't think what those I, guys what, are cool. What I love about them, it's like I don't, I don't see them as like great like uh, spiritual ambassadors for the sport. You know? It's a different thing. But yeah. what I love about them is like they actually are just like real fucking fighters dude like I, re I remember when before now the ufc has gotten hip where it's like it's basically like a crossfit gym where like they're able to advertise anything they want the fighters now all have to wear reebok because it's like reebok yeah. is the sponsor yeah but but back That's before all of that the fighters who were getting paid fuck all like just like there was uh advertisements yep. all inside the octagon the fighters would have advertisements like on their shorts and stuff, right. you know, like Chuck Liddell was one of the first yep. guys and there was that like fucking uh, supplement company of where are they now? Zions, remember them? I do. And it was like, they were just fucking paying these fighters to have all this shit on their, on their clothes and guys would, pretty soon guys had like Condom Depot yep. and like fucking all just whoever would give them Lemmy. money to put it. Yeah. 
Diaz brothers never did that shit. Really? Bro. They were like, they were like, no, 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 putting any fucking ads that. on my fucking shorts, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Those guys were just Where down. Are they from? The Dude, Stockton. There are some <laughs> Canadian yeah. fights, and, and they and they fucking claim like no matter what they're talking about, like they'll literally name drop Stockton. It's just like fucking what's up, fool? Fucking Stockton over here, six one nine or whatever. I don't know the theory. The, yeah, the, but like uh, the yelling, the Stockton slap is the, is infamous. Yeah, within they're, the... they're so. They're they're so true to like being fighters. Like yeah. they literally would fight anyone, anytime, any place. They don't fucking like. These are real do, guys. They don't do like hypey stuff. That, no. You know, like they don't even fuck. They'll talk shit. They've been both of them have like talk, been talking yeah. shit on like That's Dana White, their the styles, guy, their yeah. employer. They're yeah. just like fuck them. You know, like here's I have a kind of a little bit of a, weed, a little bit of a, a, fuck. a little theory on one thing that people address when we discuss the popularity of the Diaz brothers. The Diaz brothers have such contrasting elements. They don't fall into and they're in their own category. They're badass dudes that will, will knock you out and talk shit. But so they're also shit. but they're vegans. Yeah. yeah. You know they're, what I mean? They're oh, raw yeah. they're raw yeah. vegan. Yeah. Vegans, they, they do triathlon like triathlons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're like totally. Oh, I think street. I saw them in a cooking show on they're, Vice. Maybe. They're Mexican. <laughs> they're Mexican. They're yeah. Mexican, but they yeah. look white. Like yeah. there's all these elements that no one else possesses in a combination, and their brothers, yeah. and they're both total badasses. It's impossible not to like the Diaz brothers. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, really what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean, it, whether whether you like them or not is almost irrelevant. Like. You like watching them, like they're just love like, watching. It's them. just like they're just so pure in what they do. Like yeah. they're not like whatever you're gonna Nick's get. Nick's done. Nick's done. Nick's not coming back. Probably not for the UFC. I mean, like he doesn't need to, but like he, the, dude, that guy has more fucking UFC fights than like probably he started. Like when he started, eighteen, nineteen years old. Yeah, was I mean, like crazy he like was that? just. I mean, like Nate, he started as young as Nate did when Nate was in. But Nate's like the younger brother by I don't know how many years. Was like, Nate the one on the first iteration of the fight show? What was that? The Ultimate Fighter. Was he uh, on the first one? Uh, I can't. I think he was on the second okay, one. Okay, because it was early on. I remember. Yeah, you know, we're we're one, similar in age, and like the '90s, or I remember the '90s. Yeah. And I feel and this wasn't the '90s. I'm thinking like early aughts or whatever. But uh-huh. I remember this that that show, and I didn't watch it. I wasn't a fan at the time. Right. But I remember that show being on and going reality show with like people in a house fighting. This that's crazy. Yeah. And it was that show. But it was beautiful. That show is what made which turned the UFC into like like before that show like. You know, like its popularity was rising, surely, but, but it sort of plateaued a that, bit. That it had plateaued a bit. It was kind of just a like, you know, like you could now get it on pay per view, but it was still fringe. Like people weren't getting it on like at Blockbuster Video, but yeah, it was very fringe. There wasn't like three pay per view events a fucking month. Like people weren't talking about it on ESPN. It was very fringe. That show, The Ultimate Fighter, like reality TV show for fucking fighters. It wasn't on like Putting all FX. these dudes on teams and putting them in a house with like no chicks, no TV, yes alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are sad moments in that show, man. It's like, really, why, really why? sad moments, but it's just like these guys are already fucking like alpha dude, like yeah. fighters. I remember in the, I think it was maybe the first season where Kenny Florian was in it. And I was like, this guy... He was like the first person ever I, I looked to as like, like a, a not a hero per se, but like a kind of a like wow, like this is the kind of fucking person that needs to be representing this kind of a sport if there's any hope for like it reaching more people. Kenny Florian was this guy who like Florian's cool dude. Yeah, he's he was he was all about like not talking shit. You know, he's a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt, Muay Thai fucking stud. 
and he was like reading fucking uh, I might be am I fucking the name up here but like Musashi the like the, the Musashi. book of book, book Musashi the book of five rings like all, oh, yeah, all these yeah. like all these like Japanese samurai like code like he was like very much about oh, like not being like, guard. I thought I thought yeah you said, yeah no, no like uh, like uh, I think it's Musashi. I could, You're I could talking about a, a writer, a writer, an okay, old Japanese, like okay, no. yeah, like like a like these like these books about like you know it's one of those things like the the Western equivalent is something like you know Zen, the art of motorcycle maintenance, or it's one of these books that like right, pe- right. people get into from all different ways. It applies to everything, you know. Right, it's right, like right. this philosophy. Anyway, he was like Kenny Florian was like not some fucking bro. He was like this respectful, well-read, articulate, educated, spiritual dude. And huh. in a fucking house full of fucking like what bros, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this is what I should watch to get yeah. me really but into the, it. But the, <laughs> it's yeah, hard yeah. to find actually. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what, that first season, you know, they they split them off into teams, and the two coaches were Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz, and they were like longtime rivals as UFC fighters. So they become the coaches. So they're like beefing with each other. It's complete and then the reality team, TV. The teams merged. are, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, but then like it gets boiled down to like the final, you know, like each week two people fight and like one person loses and goes home. And at oh, the wow. end, there's two guys. And those guys fight for uh, whoever wins gets a contract in the UFC. Whoa. So these are like young up and coming dudes. The first, the finale of the first season, these two guys that fought, I've already forgot the second. Oh, no. I, I just remembered it. Um, um, sorry, Forrest Griffin and um, Stefan Bonner. Okay. That was his name. I, I was I was forgetting Stefan Bonner. Griffin, I remember Stefan Bonner. I can only I can't so picture these guys. These guys because Forrest Griffin had a longer career after this, but both of these guys were just new dudes. No one ever heard of. They had this fight. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend watching it. It's Forrest is kind of famous for like downplaying his own. Like he's like I'm getting like I'm not the best out here, but I'm. You know. Sure, yeah. I mean, but like this fight is like the fight heard around the world. Was that like, good? This like. It was the fight that everybody was talking about. If you look at any like best UFC fights ever, I'm sure it's a number one on everyone's list because these two guys went the the three round distance. It went to a judge's decision, but they were like beating the crap out of each other from beginning wow. to end. There was no slow moments. They're both just covered in blood. Oh my god! Still fucking just going at the end on the ground on the feet against the fence. Like and this was they the beat end of the, the first crap season. out of each other. This is the end they of the first season. And check this out. So it. so the fight nobody can finish. It goes to the judge's decision, and <laughs> they're all. I mean, like this was for. Um, you know, getting a contract the, in the UFC. The this is there wasn't any. This is where you where you went if you yeah. wanted to be a fighter. There's more options now, but the, this was the only fucking show in town at the t- yeah. at the moment. And so Dana White comes out. It's probably the only cool thing that he ever did. <laughs> but he comes out and he's just like. No way! I'm letting them pick a winner of that fight. Both you guys are both get con, con uh, both, both get uh, contracts. Holy shit! That's yeah. sick. So they both got contracts, and then Stefan Bonner ended up kind of like petering out, and Forrest Griffin had like a long, more illustrious career. career. Then shortly in the seasons after that, it became more common to like give guys contracts that didn't even win, like because they started looking at it as a business. Be like, right. oh, this guy came in yeah, fourth, yeah, yeah, yeah. but his but people he pulled the best. They in, could all you know, be the in viewers the viewers yeah. liked him. Yeah. Theoretically, yeah. Any, yeah. any one of them could fight and have a few and have you know lose four in a row and get ousted, but you don't know yeah. yet. You don't know yeah, who's yeah. going to rise in a situation like that. Exactly. Now there are more uh, outlets. Like there's these other. I don't know the the like politics behind how things like the UFC are run either, but it seems like a general consensus among anyone you hear from, whether it's mild to aggressive, uh, 
expression of discontent with the treatment and handling of their careers in the UFC. Like UFC fighters notoriously talk about how the UFC sucks, like the management, sure. you know, like they right. get, they get yeah. shafted. Yeah. Uh, so every the, job has fucking downsides. Yeah, There's but, no, but exception. now there are new fight organizations that are finally starting to really become prominent, like Bellator and like, uh, where an, they can go make more another, money. Another one is one like, FC, one FC. Yeah. Uh, I hear that both Bellator and 1FC, a lot of fighters now are, they were trying to start, but like UFC was like what people were paying attention to. So it was hard for those organizations to get totally. legit fighters over. But then there's only so many fighters that could be in the UFC. So you get these guys, either these really old school guys or some new school guys who just didn't make it to the UFC. They start fighting these other organizations. Popularity starts to shift over to them. They have more money. They start to be able to pay the fighters better. And apparently, like those other organizations are treating the fighters better, providing better, you know, assurances and yeah. insurances, and and paying them better, obviously. And so, like, I don't know. You might see, like, in another ten years, like UFC the UFC, the tier. UFC might be like second tier. Yeah, who they're knows? gonna have to raise their game, and yeah. they can afford. They it. have the most so, money. Yeah, yeah, so they can afford to, you know, yeah. keep the best fighters. Um, but you never know, man. Conflict, competition can sometimes be good for business. Oh, yeah. Um, Gegard Mousasi, the it's guy always, It's always good for the fucking consumer, yeah. for us. So. Gegard Mousasi <laughs> is a murderer. And I think he, he just beat um, Roy McDonald. Both of those guys used to be in the UFC. They both fight for Bellator now. Right, yeah. Um, that's an indication right there that things are changing. Mm -hmm. There are options out there. And fighters will sometimes leave the best place, quote-unquote, to be treated better and make more money. Like, yeah, why wouldn't you? Of course, Like, not yeah. everyone's an egomaniac. Not everyone needs to be in the UFC. Yeah. Well, especially because, like, this is not something that can be, like, a career with, like, a you know, uh, you're not going to keep doing this. Yeah, you it's don't like, have 40 so, years. Exactly. So it's like, you put your whole life into something like that, you make all, you make tons of money, like, or what you do is provided tons of revenue for, you know, like, yeah. it's yeah. huge. And, like, you know, because you can't continue fighting, it's not like a fucking career where you don't get like tenure or something. Like, yeah. they, you have to, like, every single fight could be the end of your fucking, never mind the end of your fight career, could be the end of your life as you know it. Yeah. You know, like, you might fucking, you know, be, you might get you might lucky end up, with You might end up fucking blind or fucking, you know, like b brain damage or fucking, you know, very few fighters walk shed. out of that career without terrible exactly. things. To yeah, shuffle. like so, it's like you know, like the, for them to not provide uh, proper insurance and proper, you know, like salary options, and you know, they just don't take care of their fighters. Like they make fucking billions of dollars off of them, but they don't take good care of them. And these guys get all stoked because they come from fucking like blood, sweat, and tears, and now they're making money, and they're like, "Oh, this is great." And for years, the UFC got away with this because they. These guys didn't know better. There was no older generation telling younger people just like, yo, like, don't get fucked here because yeah. we did. Yeah. No one had gotten fucked yet. Um, so now, like, you're you're starting to see the result of, like, you know, it's no longer going to be the tolerated. The players, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. They're starting to realize their own power. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, those, those, those iterations of, of any successful business, um, they ha I mean, you know, it's like um, the jungle. You know, back in like well, when the jungle was written in twenties or thirties, um, Upton St. Clair mm. about the mistreatment of um, industrial workers in America. Sure, um, everybody, every industry goes through that um, system of learning that they're yeah. happy uh, just to get a fucking nickel, and then oh my god, I made you how much money? 
and I'm taking damage, yeah. there's no way around people yeah. striving to be treated better out of, of that knowledge that they gain from right. that they're getting fucked. And, and like that never happens until enough people get fucked. Exactly. Right? Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. No, you never see a situation of like where people that are the potential fuckers, uh, they know that they're about to fuck a bunch of people, but you never see them be like, you know what? Let's just fucking just do this right. Like we could totally yeah. fuck them. They won't know. <laughs> it, by the time they figure it out, we'll be fucking out of dodge. Yeah. Uh, and it, nobody is just like, you know what? Oh, that's not right. Like let's <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it the right way. Like yeah. nobody does that until they. Everybody does it the wrong way until fucking the information gets out. Enough people get fucked, and they're like, yeah, we don't want to get fucked anymore. And then you got to make changes. There's so or, many businesses now that they, you're going for the initial investment and then you piece mm -hmm, out. Exactly. And there's and it, and it goes across restaurant, um, in uh, you know, um, movies, business, Everything. fighting. Like every no, every industry has that sort yeah. of like scam. Oh, this sounds really great. Invest, gone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So if you're in it for the long haul, like you better, you know, you have to be twice as smart because, you know, <laughs> it's you have twice as much to to lose. You know, when people are in it for the short haul, it's like they're not gonna. They'll be gone by the time you figure it out. So. It blew my mind when I first heard those stories of people starting clubs in big cities, mm. making them the biggest clubs in town in like three years and then selling them and they just turn, turn to shit. Wow. They just do it again somewhere else. <laughs> it's a terrible business model, but it, why wouldn't you if, if you don't have shame and yeah. you like money? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, yeah. No, no shame. No How much shame. time we got? We got to wrap it up pretty soon. Dude, this has been awesome. Yeah, yeah. I feel really like we've great. gone longer than we normally do, so I'm yeah, not even going to yeah. like Peter or Seth. No. I'm just going to cut us off. I really want you to come back. That yeah. was not only enlightening, but again, I, we don't often get to focus on this, and this is one of my newest passions, as, as a not as a practitioner anymore. Uh, not that I say I wouldn't. I'm going to talk to you about schools yeah, in yeah, my neighborhood. Maybe absolutely. I'll maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, sure. But as a fan of MMA and the history of anything and the history of the, of the Gracie family yeah. is the the cornerstone of modern mixed martial arts. So it was. I mean, when we talked and I found out, I was just stoked to have you on. <laughs> if you come back, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, I'd love to. And uh, yeah, yeah, anything else you want to leave with? You want to? Are we posting anything? Are you have gigs coming up? You want people to know about? Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that next time. You got it. Yeah, yeah next it. one will be the music episode. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That'll be awesome. more Cooper. Yeah, yeah for Super sure. Nice yeah, we'll, to meet you, man. Yeah, yeah, nice to yeah. meet you too. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. fun. Let's this do it again. Great. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, David. Cool. Later.